Ladies and gentlemen, season five, episode 13, coming to you live from Cliff's Garage. This week, we have uh, maybe a Brady Bodily Bewilderment. I found it. Okay, so we're back. Pop culture, would you rather, random questions. And then, we don't really know when the interview is going to happen, but we do have an interview. It is David Kaplan of ESPN 1000 and James... NBC Sports Network. NBC Sports Network. Get soft for the vocals. NBA, NFL, and at the end, you guessed it, always. So let's have a great fucking day. Let's get it. You can come get me. All right. So, since we do not know when the interview will occur, it will occur tonight, but you will hear the ring to know that the show is going into interview because we're going to get a call at some point during recording. Now, it's going to be tight. Brady's bodily bewilderment, backed by popular demand. Uh, did you know that the entire surface of your skin is replaced every month, which put in another way, which put in other terms, <laughs> is that you have about a thousand different skins in your life? Yo. You have way so, more so than a thousand. So, I don't know, wait, Brad, every that's month? A, that's assuming that you live. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Mm. Now, so I'm sure like, this is like an average. Now, does like putting lotion on and cream, does that have anything to do with that? See, that's the part I don't that know. That actually might help regenerate the skin faster. Wow. Yeah, because it replaces your dead skin. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Exactly. All right, who's the serial killer now? Like, But my thing about this <laughs> is- that, that was a reference relating to lotion. I know, but it's a serial killer joke. All right. I you love cereal. Know. You would know. Um, I would know. So, my yes. thing about this is like, how does it happen every month and you don't see it at all? Oh, I see it in the winter when I get ashy as hell. Like, I understand that. Elbows I, in the winter. I understand that. And then like, you get sunburnt and you peel and shit like that. I understand yeah. that. But this is every month. This isn't just yeah. the winter. This isn't just the summer. This is every month. Like... Is it just tiny, tiny particles over and over again? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why this is a bewilderment. <laughs> hey, Brady, the whole world is tiny and tiny, tiny molecules. True, we are in a simulation. Exactly. So I guess I shouldn't even have bewilderments anymore. That's when, so when you I go, liked it, Brady. So every time you get in your car, it's kind of like going in a transportation unit, right? The yeah. government tracks you in there and changes out your skin once a month. That's pretty much what <laughs> Don't you think you would feel it? <laughs> Are you a shaman? Yeah. Don't you think you would feel it? No, they sent me a fax about three days ago. And oh. Ever since, I've been thinking real clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Cliff. That is so cool. Um, you want to know it's kind of a trippy thought? Always. The fact that he doesn't have a fax machine? No, the and fact he that got the, a fax? The, the fact <laughs> that the solar system resembles a cell. What if we are just living in a cell and- Yeah, what if we're not? So you're telling I, me I'm I have walking the on Mars. Exact amount of evidence as you do it that we're not. 
Exactly. So there's, there's just this kind of shit blows my mind. So I just have to state facts. You don't I mean, know. We know that space is an endless expanse. Like, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> that is a known fact. Have you been? Oh, I love when they do this. No, but have it's been you proven. Been? Proven by what? Math and science. Oh, yeah, because that's proven. Because <laughs> when people say they've proven it with math and science, that's working off for humanity. Yeah. I mean, it kind of has. What like happens when We're DeMar, in the middle of a global what pandemic. happens when DeMar DeRozan goes to the hoop and shoots a two point layup, but he gets fouled and he gets three? What about maths there? Then it's three. <laughs> exactly. But he shot a two point shot. <laughs> he gets a free throw. And no time is going off. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, big maths. <laughs> okay. Math and science are uh, both fake. But back to your skin thing. Yeah. I, I don't think it's um, you know, too out there. To not notice, like molecules falling off. Like you know when you like. I know when you rub when you rub your fingers together, you're like dusting the world with. I know, skin. but does that skin just like form super super slowly so you can't see it? Should we ask our skin what what, it, what it's doing? Hello, skin. Or does it form really really fast? There? Oh, and it's know. so fast that we can't see it. I like that better. Yeah, I like being <laughs> real fast. Yeah, but I like if if you'd have told me it was just my hand, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Every month, my hand replaces its skin. I could see that that many molecules could fall off. You can't even understand it. You can't see it. Mm -hmm. But your whole fucking body. Yeah, but how often do you see the back of your body? Um, not often. Yeah, see, now maybe, you're now you're in my head. Maybe that's moving a lot right now. You know what I mean? I'm gonna yeah. go and check Under the back that of my cozy body. sweatshirt. Maybe we should just make devices that are mirror, like body size mirrors. Yeah. So when you could look in a mirror, you could see your backside at all times. So we don't let our backside get neglected. <sighs> Especially since I got that cake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay. No facts. Well, uh, yeah, your skin gets replaced every um, month. All right. Rock on. Shout out skin. Slytherins. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Do you want to go to Would You Rathers, or do you want to talk about what happened? Let's go to Would You Rathers. Okay. Keep it light. Yeah, right? I'm trying to laugh a little bit. All right. Would you rather be Mike Trout or Terrence Gore? And for those of you who don't know, Terrence Gore is a baseball player. He has a total of, like, I think 60-something career MLB at-bats, but he has three World Series rings. Dude, That's so ridiculous. After we finally talked about it, I was... It's Terrence Gore, and it's easy because yeah, there's no Gore. there's no con to it. We won a nationals last summer for softball, and I really didn't have that all that much to do with it. Right. But the fact that I was on the team and we won it, I just tell everybody all the time now, and it's awesome. Absolutely. It, and it's like obviously, yes, Mike Trout is a specimen. He's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. But the man's been to the playoffs twice, I believe, twice. Yeah. It twice, and you're Mike freaking Trout. Terrence Gore can walk around, go to any place in the world, and be like, yep, Terrence Gore, three rings. Terrence Gore also fulfilled everything that he was built to do in the game of baseball. And that's well, literally yeah. lean into a pitch or get on base and steal, and that's what he does. Exactly. So he's the best at what he was built to do, and he's maxed out and won three championships. I'm taking that guy. Yeah, I agree with you. Going to Terrence Gore, G-Baby. This yeah, is yeah. why I'm picking Mike Trout. One, $350 million. Two, Terrence Gore had to grind so hard in the minors for so long to get those call-ups. It's worth it. He's got three you're rings. Kind of, you're kind of influent, like enhancing my point. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, 
Mike Trout was just that good that he got $350 million. Wouldn't I be- am being dead-ass serious right now in this. Like, $350 million, but then to never win anything and be the most dominant in your sport would haunt me more than the money would help me. Just it, in I mean, my honest opinion. I mean, if you're 10 and score, you, wouldn't you be like, man, I worked my whole fucking career to get to this point and I have something to show for it. Even though like the easy money, like he's talking about with Mike Trout is like definitely what I would choose. I'm still sticking <laughs> yeah. with Terrence Gore. Like the easy route uh, and get I mean, to the million. But that's different. I'm not a baseball player. The, the washed up mentality that we have is get the accolades without yeah. having to do the hearts. Yeah. You know, Terrence Gore had to do all the hearts. No, 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 no. Not in game one, two, three, four, five, six, or seven. Yeah. He did not have to do the hard stuff. Sure. I see. Getting there, playing there. the game, doing everyday activities, working out, training to be a professional athlete. Yeah, that's hard regardless. But he didn't have to do any of the hard stuff. Yeah. He didn't have to do any of the heavy lifting to get the ring. If he fucked up, it'd be fine. Right. And like Brady said, with <laughs> it would almost be expected. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like Brady said with nationals, I don't know if anybody knows, but I won a state championship. I did nothing in the state championship. <laughs> well, game. you, sh- Pat, you, you almost did. Almost. Very <laughs> close. I was the fastest pinch runner state of Illinois 2012. And I was on the stairs to go pinch run for somebody. You were Never so ready. ended up getting in because the guy got out. Well, he but, got out because that was destined to be. And then if he wouldn't have got out, maybe he would have gotten into a double play and hurt himself. And he was pitching the next inning and you guys would have lost the state championship. So you really did do everything, actually. I really did. Butterfly effect. Pew, pew, pew. That was beautiful. I Thank hate you. butterflies. But, I used to be so scared of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sounds like a SpongeBob episode. <laughs> yeah, I'd learn that now. Um, <laughs> but my answer is Terrence Gore. Yeah. With... A side dose of Mike Trout just because of how much I love baseball and it'd be so cool. Can't to be do that. that good. I mean, yeah, if you're Trout, like, yeah, everyone knows it's our who you fucking are. Show we can do whatever the fuck <laughs> we the want. Wild thing now is. that you bring that point up, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> can I get three World Series championships with just a side of skill? Yeah, you're gonna have to wait about 15 minutes. Cooks late. Wait, guys, <laughs> or even 10 percent of yeah that. 350. Yeah. Guys, I'm thinking, should we maybe our guest loves baseball? Maybe think he would like that, would you rather? I think so. That's a good uh, That's a great one. After our three um, washed up questions, we can definitely toss that in right away. Yes, I'd love to hear his answer. All right. All right. Um, Terrence Gore, Terrence Gore, Terrence Gore, Mike Trout. Well, you a little splash of Mike I, Trout. I just love baseball so much. It'd be so much fun to be better than I was ever. That's All right. I got another baseball, would you rather? Just kidding. <laughs> Would you rather have free Apple products for life or free $100 every Sunday morning from FanDuel? You cannot sell these said Apple products. So I think that you might have to make it like $500. Okay. See, because I knew it needed some teetering. But also, I just thought about this right away. I don't know. I've never done this before. There's a lot of fucking value in $25 plus 10,000 parlays that you could put in. Yeah. I mean, if you get four every Sunday, you can just be, like quit your job and be like, eventually this will hit. <laughs> <laughs> eventually. Well, yeah. well no, you, yeah. you just have that $100 and like, you know, depending on what you win, you could be like, oh, I can go buy this type of product and stuff like that. So I'm going to go the FanDuel. Well- the free FanDuel money requires you to be good at betting, <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> None of us are. So, so speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, 
in on Sunday night, I'm about to be 32 grand richer. The reason I thought this was tough though is like, how many Apple products can you possibly have? Well, there are some cool things out there that once I look at the price, I just block out of my head. Yeah, I know, but like once I'm, you get it, like you're like, okay, that's over with. This is a hundred dollars right. every single Sunday for a fo- for a few football seasons, we'll say. Yeah, maybe maybe a hundred dollars is the right thing, but. Apple's selling you a, a product. I'm selling you an opportunity. Yeah. I, I. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. I should have been a salesman. Mm-hmm. There's you should still, be. There's still time. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fucking dead. Yeah, All no, right? no, 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 no. Uh, so the Apple products, you can get a phone upgraded anytime you want. You can get a computer upgrade anytime you want. What else? I, I just like blank out on what else Apple has. An Apple Watch? Uh, An Apple Watch. AirPods, Apple oh, Watch. Yeah. Uh, wait, the Fuck. new iPhone every single time. Fuck, dude. Apple I, TVs. iPad, Apple TVs actually huge. Also, I didn't think about an that. Apple, can you buy an Apple? No. <laughs> I would throw out my AirPods after the first use every time. If Do you I not was. have AirPods? No, I, I have a pair. Oh. I lost them. Don't know where they are, but I have a pair. If I took Brady's Apple side of this, I wouldn't need to worry about where they are. That they're is hiding. true. They're hiding from me. I could just, you know, that's, more AirPods. Yeah, that's that's also true. But I just, I like the opportunity better. I like the, uh, oh, nothing's, uh, nothing's given to me. I'm going to earn it on Sunday. Except for the $100. <laughs> yeah. That's given to you. Yeah. Like you're, <laughs> that take that. you're going to take that yeah. 100 and you're going to I'm gonna taking the 100 it. for FanDuel. Yeah. 100 FanDuel. Uh, Apple products. Just hunt it. it up. Yeah. I didn't want us to all be on the same side. Hell yeah. God bless you, Pat. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm here for you guys. You guys are here for me. We talk into microphones. We make each other laugh. Hell yeah. Big gig. Um, sick. Would you rather, um, be a potato? No, we already did the potato. All right. I'm coming up with one on the spot. Would you rather be a ceiling fan or an air vent on the ground? Oh, ceiling, ceiling fan. fan. Ceiling fan. Everything. Absolutely. Ceiling fan. I'm going. Oh, Would, but air vents don't get like abused like ceiling fans do, though. Like I realize sometimes like quickly. ceiling fans might leave mine on all night. Yeah. I have to have like a fan on when I'm going I to know. sleep. Even in the winter. I know. That's a yeah. lot of work. Event. You're just, you're, you're there. You get a nice little gush of air every now and then. Yeah. And how about those uh, assholes when you turn on the ceiling fan and then they try and put their hand up there and stop it? How much would that throw off your groove? It would really oh, hurt really? too. Oh. You're, you're moving at max speed and right. then someone's just stopping it with their hand. That can't feel good. Right. In an air vent, you're low and slow. How about when a fucking bouncy ball goes off you? Oh, God. Dude, that used to be the most fun. I used to have like a little art lunchbox thing full of bouncy balls and just chuck them around the room, try and grab as many as you could while they're in the air. That I love bouncy balls. Yeah, they're so fun. They're, you never know where they're going to go. I'm going air vent. Yeah, I think I got Changing my answer. Hands. Yeah. Yeah. But also, you're kind of, you know, you're on the Staying ceiling fan. Yeah, ceiling fan, though, you're right in the limelight every day. I mean, the floor vents are also, every day they're breathing in all the hot fots. Yeah, and the uh, dog that lays on you. Yeah, but then you're next to a dog. <laughs> yeah, but you can't pet it. That's uh, like the worst feeling ever. Look, like the fucking service dogs that you can't pet. That's those, the worst. And they're there's always the cutest yeah, dog. I was just going to say. Oh, my yes. God. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to be a ceiling fan again. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I don't have any more would you rather's, but I have some random questions that I think would be fun. Let's hear them. Yeah. Um, if someone asked you what kind of alcohol 
alcoholic beverage you are as a person, what would you say? That is a tough question. I'd say just like a Bud Light, just basic domestic, because like my body speaks for itself. I live off domestic beer. So like a Bud or a Coors Light. I like that. I like that a lot. I would probably say I'm a martini. Ooh, yeah. sexy girl. It's, yeah. Especially especially the picture I had of you yesterday with the fedora on and the yeah. jacket. Like, you look like you are a martini. Yeah, and anybody can really afford a martini, but, you know, it looks like it's classier than it really is. And then you get fucking wasted. I've actually never, like, gotten drunk off the martinis. I don't think I've ever had one, to be honest with you. I've just heard, like, I you, just would be one. I've just heard you drink <laughs> yeah. one, you're feeling good. Two, you're feeling a little drunk. And then when you get to that third, you are fucking wasted. Yeah, yeah but it's just blasted. like, the, it's like the glass yeah. and, like, the way you look with it. It's yeah. like, wow, that person's sophisticated. Like, and then you get to the third one, like me, you get to the third conversation with me, like, that guy is a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's like, we all grew up seeing, like, James Bonson martini and we're all just like yeah wow that yeah. looks that's a sophisticated drink you want to know another thing about James Bond I've been <laughs> in the service industry for years actually going back on Saturday so you know RIP to me nobody and I mean nobody has ever ordered a martini stirred anywhere I've been yeah, yeah like I don't think no so either fucking way yeah shaken not stirred yeah no shit James yeah. Why'd it get so quiet, guys? I'm just making fun of James Bond, not our guys. I thought you were talking to James and I, I knew, Wait, speaking of you, you know, going back, are you going to put out a press release like Jordan and say I'm back? Uh, yeah, that's what I texted the managers. <laughs> that's <I'm> fire. <laughs> For immediate release, I'm yeah, back. Yeah, and, with, uh, with your imaginary fax machine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there Thank we you. go. Yeah, I sent them both a picture that just was like Michael Jordan, and then it just had the, in quotes, I'm back, period. That's uh, fire. Okay. <laughs> you, we, you, we have to have this guy back. Like, yeah. that's what I would say to him if I was standing next to him and got the same email. Yeah. Just from that mentality. Brez? Uh, it's kind of tough. I think I'd go with like a seven and seven, like whiskey ginger. Yeah. Oh, I like that for you. It's a little sweet. Mm. It'll get you fucked up. Yep. And you will ramble a lot. <laughs> <laughs> James, I'm surprised you didn't say vodka lemonade. Um, you know, that's like, I just think like, you know, I'm just always, I've always been a beer. It was always a beer. Yeah. You have, I knew you were going to say, but Lane, it's a perfect answer. Yeah. It is like, you're the king of, you are a human. You're the bud knight. Thank you. You Oh, bud knight. Dilly dilly. All right. Next question. If you met someone from the future and you could only ask them one question and they could only give you a very brief answer, what would that question be? If I met somebody from the future, I could only answer. Okay. Who wins the world series? Okay. That's a fair question. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously degenerate style. Tell my parents to take a mortgage out on the garage and put it on it. Okay. But this brief answer doesn't have to be the team. They could just be like an ALS team. Ah, well, you didn't say that. Rutgers. Well, fun you Rutgers. didn't ask them what exact team, and you can't because it has to be a very brief question. Oh, uh, okay. I'm going to say. Um, how is it? Okay, I like that. Yeah. And they're going to respond good, and you're going to get nothing from it, but no, I like no, it. No, 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 no. Or no, bad, no, yeah. No. I would ask them, what are the five largest companies in the world? That's too Throw. long. That's too long. Yeah. That's not That's not brief. I think, honestly, Maybe. at this point, I might just say, does COVID ever end? That's a good question. I would just say. I mean, the five largest companies, all right, three. Well, like in the world? Or, or you could ask them, like, yeah. does Bitcoin keep going up? And they can just be like, yes or no. 
Yeah. Like, does COVID ever end? Yes. They can't tell you exactly what price it's going to go to. They can't tell you how high it's going to go. It could go to 61,000 and it's at 60 now and you can only make a thousand dollar profit or it could just keep going. So you got to really think about this question and make sure that you ask the right question. Yeah that you can get the right answer to. I'm going to ask him, would you rather be Terrence Gore or Mike Trout? And he's going to say, who's Mike Trout? And who's Terrence Gore? Debatable. Terrence Gore is three World Series. I'm just going to ask him if he knows who the Bulls are. <laughs> I'm serious. Because if he says no, then we're fucked. That means this fucking, all these trades didn't work. But if he says yes, that probably means we won it all because ESPN, like we talked about, refuses to talk about them. So if he does know about them, that would mean they had to win the championship. How far in the future did you say? Doesn't matter. Okay. I'm sticking with my COVID question. Bummer. Yeah, I don't want to know the, the answer stunts. to that sort of. Fuck, yeah. you, I mean, you're kind of right, though. Just like, what if it's, what, yeah, what if it's just no. Or like, might as well just be, do we all stay alive? Yeah. You know, does does the world keep going? I wouldn't want to know that either. Yeah, no, I was going to say that. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> I feel, too no, scary. It's a great question. I just don't want to know that. I yeah. think we've said, yeah, like, I, we've had questions like that where we're like, don't want to know the answer. Or yeah. how about this? Have you heard of the Washed Up Podcast? That's also a great question. Oh, I like that. So now we can figure out if COVID ended, if he's hurt, if washed up is blown up, if the Bulls won the championship. And if Bitcoin's still. And if, if we're going to make money on Bitcoin. Exactly. Way to fucking talk through it and make sure we got what we needed to get done. <laughs> I, think, I think if we asked random listeners on the street, they would ask those same questions. I think so too. Yeah, that's a great one. Okay. Do you believe in time travel? Simple, simple, simple question. No. Neither do I. It's impossible. I want. To. I agree. I want to believe in it, but I I don't think it is. Okay, you know, here it is. Here Kevin it is. Garnett did say. You guys, you, anything is possible. But J.R. Smith also said. Anything is possible. There it is. Um, all right, here we go. If any of the four of us create time travel, we go back to this spot right now. Nope. We didn't do it. <laughs> Fuck. Thought we had it. It for was a none of us. Oh, sorry, I, I was lagging. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. All right, last question. What was your favorite video game that you played growing up? MVP Baseball 05, and it's not Manny Ramirez. Yeah, with Manny Ramirez, it's the greatest video game ever made. Barry Bonds is a guy named John Dowd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine is Blitz 2000 on Nintendo 64. Not even close. Great. Mine is also Blitz playing at a Cliff's house. Hell yeah! I got to say, a close second for me. Was was the backyard sports? Sorry, we didn't oh, ask yeah. for a close. Wow, second. great call. Well, though. you got one. Yeah. <laughs> so when you see next time you see a Pablo Sandoval meme or something, you think of me. Pablo I think the Sanchez the, get it right. I have to say Modern Warfare too. That's the game I spent the most fucking time on. I have never been a huge video game guy. I wasn't for a while until like sixth, seventh grade. Yeah. Because it got fucking huge. Like Modern Warfare 2 came out. You guys were in high school and my brothers were in high school too. Like on the weekends when you're in sixth or seventh grade, you don't fucking like go out really. Yeah. So I stay in the basement. I played Modern Warfare 2 and I got really, really good. I like was never, I was always good at sports games like sleepovers at Fitz's back in the day. Him and Foley would play Modern Warfare. I would just have the headset on and talk shit to people. Yeah. Like That's fire. I, I just always played sports games. Yeah. I just always like was by myself in like sixth and seventh grade. So like on the weekends, 
you're never alone. No, not like that. Not in a bad <laughs> way. It's just I spent a lot of time by myself playing video games, like 6th, 7th grade, and it was Modern Warfare 2. I remember the first time getting like an Xbox 360, like instead of like a PS2 or a GameCube was like the coolest thing. Oh, it was fucking awesome. It was strides above. Yeah, I still you have your playing, Xbox. like your first game online and being like, holy oh. shit, this is so much better than split screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was always really good at talking shit online too and not taking to heart what other people would say. Yeah. That's cool. I like, I never really got triggered. I wasn't good enough to get triggered. I yeah. just was happy to be playing and my brothers were gone and I finally got the Xbox. Yeah, I would swear <laughs> so much. I was also super bummed whenever I started something that I didn't have some sort of natural knack to do. Yeah. I feel yeah. that. That's like my whole life. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would like get an Xbox controller in my hand and be like, where's the middle part? Where's the, the beef? Nintendo one, I was like, I knew how to work that. Yeah. And those games were so juvenile, you had three buttons to take care of. That's, That's fucking it. huge. Yeah. That is fucking <laughs> huge because I don't know how these kids fucking do it with the, especially now with the keyboard. Like oh, I can't move my fingers that simultaneously. It's impossible. That's why I've Dude. tried to play the piano and it's the same note every single time. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Is that like the most complex sports or the most complex video game that they're still like quote unquote sporting tournaments for is a Nintendo 64 game and it's Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Because oh, of like yeah. button Super combinations Smash. and shit. There were kids on my freshman hall in college who would travel to different colleges to compete in tournaments. I was holy shit. I didn't I realize got juggled across a map yeah. multiple times. I was like, fuck this. I never want to play this game again. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I played against someone who was good because I would always play with the kids at work and I would just be Kirby and then turn into the rock and just jump, just drop on top of them and just fucking murder them. And then I yeah. found out like people had multiple powers and I was like, this game is fucking stupid and I never want to play again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, I mean, Nintendo, I mean, like, Nintendo 64 back in the day was just the quintessential, like especially two, it was, it was the goat. Yeah. Thank you. The quintessence. It's quintessential like video game. And now it's become like the stoner game pretty much. Oh yeah. Like, what has? It's like Nintendo because now yeah, like it's just yeah, yeah. it's like at old frat houses and like everyone's waking up hungover in the morning. Someone stole mine when I got kicked out of Marquette and I went back to go clear out my room. It was gone. The reason I love N64 is that the games have stayed the same. Like, you go play a new Madden right now, and you go play online, and there's a fucking five-year-old. I used to be very good at fucking not talking shit online, but now when I play, like, NHL or Madden, there's a five-year-old, I get so fucking mad, and they're just so good at it now, they just oh, laugh at me. because that's all they do. Is I like, know, but it's like that still living at your mom's. What the fuck's going on in there? Some fucking six-year-old from California just kicked my ass. <laughs> his, name, his name's, like, Clayton. Tom Brady threw nine interceptions. This game is broken. <laughs> Dude, we got to talk about your mom coming back into the washed up life. Yeah, I know. I, I, I have to stellar. I have the content with her is just great. Like I got to keep, uh, integrating her into my content. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, I, I have I, a I funny video that. coming up about that as well. It's so great to see, especially because of the way she made her first appearance onto this show. Yeah. Adam Easton, Adam Easton during COVID. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Then for her to just scream burgers at me, I was like, yeah, yeah please. Burgers. And then the, when I say tar, you say heels. Tar. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> and it's just so raw. Like, you can tell by my videos, too, that like I don't talk to her before I go yeah. in there. Yeah. Because I hate that shit. You could tell yeah. right away. Yeah. And 
Oh man, I'm excited to keep making more. Yeah. The, the best is years ago when we were going to Indiana for the first time, Brady sends Fitz and I a video and he's just like, hey mom. And she's like, yeah, Brady. He's like, you ready to drink infinite beers in Indiana <laughs> this weekend? <laughs> Gotta let her know. She always asking what I'm doing. So I always tell the truth. Yeah. Drinking infinite nah, beers. Not always. Not always. Where are you? Uh-huh. On my way home. <laughs> uh, I, oh I, my God. That's the worst one that I do. Like yeah. I, in the morning, I'll go look at my text, et cetera. I'm on my way home at 10.30. Oh, God. Can you let me in 3.30 a.m.? I was on my way home. I, then I saw a buddy. Yeah. Then I stopped at a couple places, realized I lost my keys, had to go back to check all the places again. Yeah. Had about 15 more. Oh, drinks. man. My excuses <laughs> used to be so good. Now I'm just like, I'll be home at three. You're going to be mad. We'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So uh, Cap's going to call us in like, I don't know how many minutes, a couple he said he's wrapping up a pod right now to hop into ours after. So he will be warmed up. He's done his vo- vocal exercises. Man never rests. No, and neither do we, except for, you know. Dude, long day do. for him. Okay, but um, I got to bring up our mistress, Brady. I went to go see her today. <laughs> I, I, I never got along with her. You guys always liked her. I never got along with her. I couldn't be any more unhappy for you. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> She play with your heart? Uh, to start, she definitely did. So Dragon Mistress is a slot machine game. If you don't know by that. If you don't know by now, you don't know. <laughs> um, but so I had a, a, someone that I'm friends with on Snap sent me a video of them playing pushies. And I was getting my car changed, doing something with my car. And on my way home, I was driving down North Avenue and I needed to stop for gas. And I pulled in and then went and got like a Gatorade in the gas station and then there was just slot machines there they're they're just looking at you like hey pat come hang yeah and so i was like you're not gonna not say hello to the slot machines right be rude not to and i walked past the dragon mistress one to go get like 40 bucks out of the atm way more i mean <laughs> um, but well, so you went to I, the atm I, there <laughs> yeah i had no cash on me but i was already like fuck it we're here and so i went and the guy, some guy swooped in and took it. And I was like, God bless it. So I went and played some zombie one. one oh, of, I don't like that one. Yeah, I know. The, like the walking dead. Walking like, ad. That yeah, was scary. Yeah, that's it. Oh God, we got problems. What? No. Oh. Um, and so I played that one, like just enough to call it even. All right. And then went out. And by the time I walked out, he was gone. And I was like, perfect. So let's put in a little bit on Dragon Mistress and just started Hammer in the button and got five eggs right away. No For the way. free spins. That's where she gets you. Like five spins after I started. Yeah. And I was like, this is why you're the mistress. Yeah. And I, now I'm addicted to pushies again. It's a long story. How short. much did you win? Uh, $310. That's a great day at the pushies. Yeah. See, now she's like, she's thinking to herself, oh, I played with Patrick today. Yeah, he's I'm going to get him. Yeah, he's going to come back. That's actually impossible because you said she thought and she doesn't think. She doesn't have feelings, morals, or emotions. Right. I've tried. Do we? Honest opinions. Brez, you were around like occasionally, but us three spent a lot of time in that push. David Cap. All right, here we go. Awesome. All right. So the name of our podcast is Washed Up, and it's about, you know, how do you cope with your professional athletic dreams kind of going to shambles as you've gotten older? So 
We start all of our interviews with three main questions. Okay. First one is, how tall are you? I am five foot nine. Okay, so you, we call this the Brady Bump. We're going to bring you up to about six two. Awesome, love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then that leads us into our next question: Was have you ever dunked before? Uh, off of a mini tramp, yes. Running up the wall when the basket was mounted on the wall in the gym at school, kind of run up the wall and dunk <laughs> it. But legitimately dunk. Not on my best day. We don't worry about legitimate. We just say yes if you dunked on any type of hoop ever. We don't even have to explain. Okay, so even if it's a Nerf basket, I'm good. Yep, as long as you don't tell them, just say, yep, I've dunked. Oh, I've been I've been like Dr. J and Michael Jordan combined then. Absolutely. Oh, we love it. Air cap. That's it. Air cap. All right, Cap. And then are you washed up? Never, ever, ever would I be washed up. I still play competitive baseball, not softball. Baseball, never washed up. What what position? Second base and pitch. Love it. Oh, man, my That's shoulder. That's actually pretty grueling. Yeah, my shoulder hurts knowing that you still pitch. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun, man, let me tell you. <laughs> All right, well. May, since... not be, may not be that good, but I have a lot of fun. Good. That's all we ask for is fun. Uh, so we were talking about this question just a little bit ago. Uh, would you rather be Terrence Gore or Mike Trout? Wow. Would I rather be Terrence Gore, like the fastest human around in the sports world? Yeah. With three World Mike Series Trout. rings. Oh, sorry. Um, I would rather be Mike Trout. Oh. I think I will eventually get a ring. And to be the best that ever did it, when I walk down the street and people go, there goes Mike Trout, the <laughs> best there ever was, that'd be cool as hell. But, Cap, just to say, like, you know, three rings, though, that's pretty cool. It is cool, but Will Purdue won three rings. And do you think of, <laughs> he's a friend of mine, but do you think of greatness when you think of Will Purdue? Okay. <laughs> no. Fair enough. That's a phenomenal answer. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I personally like Will Purdue, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you are right. There you go. <laughs> All right, so you watched the game on Monday, right? So, uh, yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I saw in an interview that you said that Fields showed signs of being a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. What do you think he needs most to get to that next level? Time, new coaches, better O-line, or D, all of the above? All of the above. <laughs> Look, Matt Nagy's the nicest guy. And if he was your next door neighbor, you'd be like, I got the nicest neighbor in the world. He'd be a guy you'd have, you know, a drink with in the backyard. He'd be the guy who, if you were home and you had the flu, he'd shovel your driveway if it was the middle of winter. I mean, he's just a good, good dude. <laughs> he's just a lousy head football coach. Yeah. So, I- yeah, they need a better coaching staff around him. They need to upgrade their line, which I think is getting better with Tevin Jenkins around the corner and Larry Borum already at right tackle. I think they have a chance to pretty quickly have that line where they want it next season if everyone's healthy, but they still need more weapons. Agreed. Well, Cap, I remember uh, it was after the Browns game. I was watching you on the post-game show. You just literally, I think, started it off right away. You were just like, Matt Nagy should not be the coach of this team. You're like, he needs to be fired. Like, do you think, like, what's it going to take for them to finally just be like, you're not the guy? 
Uh, I will be surprised, barring that they get super hot and they win, you know, what are they, three and six now? So they've got eight games left. You told me they go seven and one. Matt's not going anywhere. But I just don't see that happening. I do think Justin's getting better and better. So they're going to win a couple games that they probably will go in as decided underdogs. I just don't think Matt's here next year. I just think they need a new vibe. They need a new direction offensively. He's had enough time, and it hasn't worked. It, it, Agreed. It's a bummer too, because the first year with Club Dub, we loved it. Like the dance in the locker room, he's doing the boom. Like it, there really was promise, and then just the train just went off the track, and now we're just arguably the worst offense in football. Like the Jaguars have a better offense than us. Yeah, I feel like our offense is starting to like the second half on Monday night. Cole Komet looked really good. Justin balled out. I feel like our offense is going to get better. I do. I truly believe that. I'm not being delusional. But <laughs> in the end, it's just time for a change. And they got to get someone, for me, that has head coaching experience. I don't want another flavor of the day. Here's the hot offensive coordinator <laughs> name. I don't know if that dude can coach. Yeah. You know, if you're an offensive coordinator of a really good team, and you have really good players. I want a guy who has been in front of the room of 53 guys, commands that room, and wins. I want Ryan Day of Ohio State. That was uh, that was oh, my next yes. question. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, I was my. I literally my next question queued up is who would your ideal replacement for Nagy be? And I had Brian Dabble again, offensive coordinator. Greg Roman, another offensive coordinator. And my last choice was Ryan Day. Yeah, I, I would look at Todd Bowles, the DC in Tampa, because yep. he's been a head coach. He had a crappy Jets team. I mean, that's just a bad job. Yeah. I would give him a shot again. He's been a head coach. He's coming from Tampa where they've had a lot of success, obviously, with Bruce Arians and with uh, TB12 and Byron Leftwich, the OC. I'm not one of those guys that we have to get an offensive coach. Why? Look who the best coaches in the sport are. Belichick, D.C. Tomlin, D.C. Carroll, D.C., Harbaugh, Jim, uh, John, he was a special teams coach. Like, yeah, Sean McVay, okay, for every one of those, find me the best coaches, and more often than not, they were not offensive gurus. They know how to put a staff together. That's the key. Put the best damn staff together. And like Jimmy Johnson said to Dave once that, he said, Dave, here's the deal. The head coach is the CEO. He doesn't call the plays. He doesn't call the defenses. You hire an offensive coordinator and you go, hey, so-and-so, here's your job. You're the OC. Score as many goddamn points as you can. Hey, you, you're the DC. Your job is to keep them from scoring as many goddamn (laughs) points as you can. Period. And so give me the best administrator that I could drop in there. He commands the room. He holds guys accountable. That's what I want. Yeah. Couldn't have written. If you gave me two weeks, I don't think I could have written a better response than that. <laughs> that that was like so spot, spot on. Spot on. 
Well, that's when you work for 35 years in the business. <laughs> so we're going to transition over to a team that's doing a little bit better is the Bulls. And that's my team. I've been through it. We've all been through it. And this new team has taken us away and taking our thoughts off the previous teams. And I'm trying to be as happy as I possibly can. But I'm just looking back at these games that want your opinion on this, like these comebacks that we've had, it worked against the Celtics. It didn't work against the Knicks. Is this something that is a problem for the future or do you think it's just taking time for them to get in sync early in games? Um, you know, I think I, I speak to you as a former college basketball coach and an NBA scout. And I look at bringing all these new personalities in. You've completely remade the team in a year and a half that Arturis and Mark Eversley have been here. So you asked Zach Levine last year, hey, man, can you facilitate the offense, guard one of the better players on the wing? We need you to really hit the glass hard for us. Oh, by the way, can you score 28 a game as well? And then he's got the ball in his hand so much that people complain he turns it over too much. Yeah, because you're asking him to do too much, and everything ran through him. Now you go trade for Vucevic, everything ran through him in Orlando. Hey, man, we need you to be more unselfish. When you get opportunities, <laughs> we'll get you the ball and you could score. But we need you to be in the team concept. And then you bring DeMar DeRozan in. He was the guy in Toronto. He gets traded to San Antonio. He's the guy who everything runs through there. Hey, DeMar, we're going to need you to score. But you also have to defer to Vucevic, Levine, Lonzo Ball. So it's going to take time to get these guys to understand their roles. Yeah, I love that answer, and I love what you're saying about Zach last year, about how he had the ball. He had to go defend this, defend everybody and do everything. I wrote a blog about how he should have been the MVP of the league last year, and I still believe it. I know I'm crazy, but I truly believe that he was the most valuable player to a team last year. Yeah, and I understand where you're coming from, but when you don't make the playoffs, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Yeah. You know, uh, For every Andre Dawson that's the one in a million in <laughs> 1987, you're just not going to name Zach Levine because people will say to you, was he most outstanding player? Right. Okay, he may not have been the number one guy, but certainly he's one of the 20 best guys, 25 best guys. But if you're that valuable, why is your team not in the playoffs? True, true. Um, you mentioned that you were the NBA scout for um, Seattle, and who else was it, Indiana? Indiana. Yeah. How fun was that? I've thought – just being an NBA scout would be so fun to just, you know, travel around, see the new upcoming talent. Like, tell us a day in the life of that. So I loved it. Um, I was a college coach at Northern Illinois for four years, and I was on the road a ton. The r rules today, you can't be out as much as we were back then in the 80s. When you guys all weren't even born yet. You get in this car and you just start driving, man. Go see this kid and go see that kid. And you'd have to recruit them at the same time. Then you get into the NBA and, you know, you're one night sitting in Madison courtside watching Wisconsin and Illinois. And then you get in the car, you drive 200 miles and you're like, oh, I'm seeing a game at Minnesota tomorrow. And then you're going to see Minnesota and Purdue. And then you get in the car and you drive from there to Indiana. You'd be like, oh, boy, that was a long drive. And now you're going to watch <laughs> Indiana play whoever. So every day, you didn't have to recruit those guys, but you had to write reports. And then you'd get a call from your boss saying, okay, let me go through this report with you. And the names run through your head. You're like, 
my God, I've seen 40 guys in four days. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to keep them all straight. But there is no doubt when you're sitting courtside, the first time you walk in to the last time you do it, when I would walk in and you'd find your seat on press row and it would say, David Kaplan, Indiana Pacers. You'd be like, holy blank. This is <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. You don't make a lot of money to do it and you're by yourself a lot. It's, I still loved it. Yeah, you can swear on here too. Holy shit, that would have been cool. Yeah, okay, I didn't know if I could. (laughs) I mean, that really is just like, you're just saying like, for all all the sports that we watch, like that's just something we would lose our minds being in a scout. Having my name on any chair would be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's just amazing to go see all these kids. I remember the first player I ever went to see scout, Jerry Krause had called me, may he rest in peace. Jerry had said, hey, I'm thinking of adding to my scouting staff with the Bulls. I need you to go see some kids for me and write reports. And so I go see this kid, Mississippi Valley State at Chicago State. And Mississippi Valley State's best player was the leading scorer in the country. His name was George Ivory. And I walked in, the kid was averaging like 35 a game. And I walked in and in like three minutes you go, he can't play dead in a cowboy movie. I mean, that guy's <laughs> oh, jacket shots from everywhere. Doesn't have the talent to play in the NBA. And that's probably the hardest thing scouting. You have to not only look at the numbers, you have to project. Can that guy play against the best athletes in the world? And maybe not next year, but two years from now, three years from now, do you really think physically he can match up against the best athletes in the world, and that's where it takes time to learn. Yeah, well, I'm going to use that Can't Play Dead in a Cowboy movie. I'm going to add that to the repertoire. (laughs) Um, Perfect line. It's a great one. Um, But, yes, just going day in, day out, traveling to these new courts, getting the press, getting that lanyard that just says, I'm going down to the front row must have been one of the coolest experiences and then just doing it over again a couple hours later. <laughs> I mean, it's also yeah. not like you had Excel spreadsheets. Were you carrying like a 10-pound briefcase around with you all the time? Yeah, you had a backpack with legal pads and you would write all these notes. And I mean, I know if I remember in 86 when I was leaving Northern, we just had gotten the first ever Mac computer. The first one. And oh I mean, it was cumbersome with floppy disks. To I me, mean, it was you know ridiculous compared to what we have today. There were no tablets. There were no cell phones where you input all this. And I mean, you would write everything down. And then you would have either a secretary or yourself on a typewriter. Uh, typewriter. Oh my. And you would type these reports up. Yeah, it was totally different. How's your handwriting? Were you able to decipher what you had written a couple hours before? I have the worst goddamn handwriting. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, I have horrible handwriting. Horrible. But yeah, you might have you, uh, the, you might have made a couple players' careers by misreading what you wrote. Exactly, no <laughs> question about it. And then you know you you find guys that you see play. Like I was coaching at Northern, I drove to Hutchinson, Kansas, to see what was called the quarterback club tournament. They still run it. It was around Thanksgiving time. Well, we didn't have the budget to be flying around and renting cars. So I drove this crappy little school car all the way to Hutchinson, Kansas. (laughs) And I get there the first day of the tournament, the day before Thanksgiving, 
and the first game's at 7 a.m. Oh and they're supposed God. to be like 200 coaches at this tournament. I show up 7 a.m. I got my sport coat on, my tie, and there is nobody there except <laughs> at the gate. <laughs> Not a coach in sight. And I see this kid play, and I'm like, whoa, that kid's a beast. So you can't go talk to the kids. Well, there's nobody around. So I walk over. At this point, I'm 21 years of age. So I go down by the locker rooms. I look around. There's no other college coaches. Screw this. I walk right up to this kid. Hey, man, I'm from Northern Illinois University. Is anybody recruiting you? He goes, nobody. What? I said, nobody? I haven't heard from a coach at all. I said, I'll offer you a scholarship right now. <laughs> hey, I'd be really interested. I said, uh, you want to make a visit? He said, you know, next week we're off of school. Could I come next week that following weekend, of the, like a week after Thanksgiving? I said, absolutely. <laughs> Done deal. All right, here's my contact info. Call my mom. Set it off. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That next day. I go back. Now it's a 7 p.m. game he's playing in. There's 200 coaches. There's <laughs> Dean Smith. Oh, my and There's God. all these different coaches from all the big schools. Yeah. Mitch Richmond's in the Basketball Hall of Fame, and he never made a visit to Northern Illinois because he got 37 <laughs> oh. that night with all of them in town. Yep, no question. Uh, there was oh. probably a little part of you that was hoping he would, you know, maybe go three for eight from the free throw Yeah, I was line. hoping. Yeah. Did you twist your ankle like two <laughs> seconds into the game? Yeah. Yeah. No ah, Nothing serious, yep. just out for the game. Yeah. Yep. Well, pretty funny. Was that probably one of the what, what, who was like the most famous player you ever scouted? Oh God, I've seen so many of them. I mean, you can either go, you know, between being an NBA scout, you saw everybody. I mean, just amazing, amazing players. Uh, if you want to talk about college recruiting. I mean, I was at the camp, Alonzo Mourning and Christian Leitner, and all these All-Americans are at the Nike All-American. The best player I ever saw, and it isn't even close, uh, I was one of my dearest friends in the world who helped me a lot in my basketball career. He was the assistant coach at Farragut High School in Chicago. He's in his 80s now. He calls me one day on a Saturday. I answer the phone, He says, and I lived in Deerfield at the time. He says, Hey, man, uh, is there any chance we're playing in a spring tournament? Is there any chance this is June of 2000, excuse me, June of 1994? My son was a month old. Is there any chance we could stop by the house? The kids have a game, had a, just had a game. They got another one in like three hours. We're not driving all the way back to the city. Can we just chill at your house and maybe your wife make us lunch? Done deal. <laughs> Ten minutes later, doorbell rings. I look. There's my friend, the coach. There's Ronnie Fields, who was one of the most exciting players in Chicago prep history. And then there's this seven-foot dude standing there. And I'm looking at him, and he comes in. And my son, who is special needs, he did not stop crying. That's all he did. So my wife makes sandwiches for this coach, for Ronnie and his other player. And Brett, my son, who's now 27, is crying and just not in a good place. This guy says, give me the baby, man. I, I'm good with kids. I'm like, yeah, we're good. Don't worry about it. No, no, no. <laughs> give me the baby. So I begrudgingly hand my one-month-old son over to this 
seven foot dude. He's eating the sandwich in one hand and he's holding Brett in the other hand and Brett stops crying. And oh all he does God. is look up at this guy who became Kevin Garnett. That is oh. insane. <laughs> yep. That is and of crazy. course we didn't have iPhones then. I don't have a picture of that moment. I'd kill for that. That's wow. That is a wild story. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure Crazy. once Kevin Garnett hears that story on this podcast that he'll be willing to recreate the photo for you. Well, so here's here's a great addendum to the story. So uh, he has a documentary which drops Friday the 12th. We're taping on the 10th, and I'm in that documentary. They called me from Showtime and said, hey, Kevin asked if you would please do an interview for this, for his documentary. So I did, and it's in there. If you watch the trailer, like, the first person you see after David Stern announces the pick is me. And <laughs> the funny, the whole funny part of this deal is, so Kevin Garnett is this amazing, amazing player. His one year in Chicago. I get a phone call one day. The lady says, hi, I'm calling from the Oprah Winfrey show. Would you be willing to come on our show? And I said, what do you want to talk to me for? She said, we're doing a show on child prodigies. And I said, I was a horrible student in school. <laughs> my brother, he's an eye surgeon. I was not that guy. I wanted to be in sports. She said, no, we don't want you to be a child prodigy. We want to ask if you ever saw a basketball player at a young age that you think could be in the Hall of Fame. And I said, 100%. There's one kid that I saw at age 16, and I can tell you, if he stays healthy, if the good Lord blesses him, he will be in the Hall of Fame. What's his name? Kevin Garnett. So they pick me up in a limo. I go to the Oprah show. I walk in the green room. First of all, this like 12-year-old gospel singer walks up to me. Hi, what's your name? I'm David Kaplan. What are you doing on the show? I talk basketball. Oh, what's your name, buddy? He said, my name's Usher. Yeah. Get out yeah. of here. So, I'm not kidding. You can find it online. You can find the show on YouTube. Oh, so my I'm standing, God. I'm standing there with Usher. Now this one girl walks in. She's an actress. Introduces herself, Katherine Heigl. So, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. She's like 13, 12, 14. She'd been in Under Siege 2 Dark Territory with Steven Seagal. <laughs> then a guy, a guy walks in with his daughter. And... They come up. Hi, I'm Richard. This is my daughter, Venus Williams. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> she's, like, she's like 10, 11. And then a, a model. Uh, what was her name? Something. Catherine Klosterman. Something like that. She became a very famous model, and now she's a famous artist. But all these people are there. So now they call me out, and I'm on Oprah. And Oprah says, have you ever seen a player at a young age? I said, yeah, there's one guy. He's a great kid. He is an amazing player. And if he keeps himself locked in, that guy will be in the Hall of Fame. You can mark it down. Who's that? Kevin Garnett. She said, Kevin? Um, I look up. He's in the crowd watching the show. Oh, that is unbelievable. unbelievable. (laughs) So she says, Kevin, do you hear all the nice things this young man said, said about you? And he's just kind of blushing. She goes, Mr. Kaplan, congratulations. You just made a black man blush, and that's not easy. 
And from that moment on, Kevin and I were awesome. So now his Farragut team is like the Beatles. I mean, there's packed house every game they're playing. I'm sitting on the baseline in the city playoffs there to watch Farragut at Collins High School. Ronnie Fields takes off on a break. He throws it off the backboard, and this seven-foot stud, Garnett, grabs it, lets out this primal scream, and slams it down, (laughs) stops on the baseline, place is packed. And he looks, he goes, hey, Cap, that was for you. That is unbelievable. And I haven't talked to him in a long, long time. I'm hoping since I was in this documentary, I'll get a chance to interview him or talk to him. But Kevin Garnett, in my world, great. Love him. Love him. It's crazy because, like, I mean, the duality of Kevin Garnett being able to console your one-month-old son and being one of the meanest dudes on the basketball court <laughs> whenever he was on the basketball court. And he'd well, you, you know, know that he would not allow rookies to speak. Like, if you were a rookie on the team, <laughs> he would tell you, hey, rookies, you're supposed to be seen, not heard. Listen, don't talk. And he was really, really tough on the rookies. But a lot of guys you know, who couldn't handle that, they faded away. The guys that could became really good players. Oh, yeah. I mean, the story about him with Joakim Noah and Joakim Noah talking to him about KG basically being a childhood role model for Joakim and mm-hmm. – KG basically tells him to F.O. like to his face. And Joakim Noah was like, wow, I wasn't respecting that or expecting that. And him just, I mean, it's in the game. I mean, he was one of the most locked in, most ruthless defenders that I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah, I'm a huge Garnett fan. I am. I just, I love that dude. And I, again, haven't talked to him in a long time not like we hang out. I just, I was there when it all started and I'll never forget those moments. Wow. That's a phenomenal story. You get to keep that forever. That's awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. Speaking of uh, power forwards, um, how do you feel about the Bulls losing Pat Williams and how do you think we can bounce around to, do you think we need to pick somebody up or do you think what we got right now, we can make it last? Well, do I think this is a championship team? I don't. I think it's a very, very good team, but I don't think you go from where they were to, bam, now you're a champion. I, you know, I guess stranger things have happened. Right. They need more interior strength and size. They just do. And mm-hmm. it, they have salary cap issues where they, they can't go out and just pick up a, you know, a monster inside. They just don't grow on trees. Now, could you put a creative deal together and, with Kobe White in a deal and perhaps bring in someone that can give you enough depth inside where you can handle Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Anthony Davis if you played him in a final. Like They've got some strength and length issues that I think have to be addressed. But, man, thinking of where we've been the last few years since Tibbs left, where they are today right sign me up man just keep improving right yeah that that's like what i was thinking i actually recently put together a little piece on it but i mean the platoon of javante green and Derek jones jr has worked out so far because they're both defense first wing players but i mean if the bulls could put a piece together i mean 
that Jazz might even go for it straight up as a scoring potential. But they, I mean, realistically, they wouldn't because they have Jordan Clarkson, but like a defensive wing like Royce O'Neal or say all shit hits the fan in Philly, maybe make a trade for Matisse Thibel. Like if you added a defensive wing that could guard three and four specifically, I think it could add a lot to this team with the scoring potential. But I agree in the sense that it would be tough for the Bulls to win a championship with the current roster construction. Yeah, for me, the the key to this team taking the next step is the development of Pat Williams. If he doesn't develop, you blew the fourth pick overall. I wanted them to take Tyrese Halliburton because they needed a point guard for the longest time. I used to argue with Pax all the time. Pax, you've got to get a goddamn floor leader. Nobody organizes your offense. Well, we've got this guy, we've got that. You don't have a pure, a pure freaking point guard. Yeah. And they finally addressed it by getting Lonzo Ball. I would have drafted Tyrese Halliburton, who was second on their list. They loved him. His workouts were off the charts. His test scores with them were phenomenal. His interviews, according to our tourists, were amazing. But they looked at Pat Williams. He's, what, 20 years old, 19 years old? Yeah. They looked at him as, we're swinging for the fence, our tourists told me, that if he hits, it's a grand slam, and he's Kawhi Leonard light. No one's ever going to be Kawhi, but he'll be a really amazing player. Again, he's 20 years old. Yeah. But he's dealing with injury. We're going to find out if this kid is what they think he can be. Wow. Yeah, I really hope he is. I mean, Tyrese is already a huge difference maker for the Kings. I mean, the Kings guards are very quick. De'Aaron Fox, (laughs) Tyrese Halliburton, and now Davion Mitchell. They've got, yeah, they've they've improved a lot. Yeah. All right, Cap, well, we'll let you go, but just one last thing to try and keep our gambling on top. Well, it's never Uh really been on top. How do we look at this year's college basketball? So I, I put my money on Michigan. I think Michigan's a really good team. I do. I think they can shoot it. I think they've got length. I think they've got 12 guys deep. They'll tighten the rotation up. I love Juwan Howard. I'm a huge Juwan Howard guy. So I put my money on Michigan. Watching Kansas last night, that's a really good freaking team. Like, Kansas can win the national title. I mean, that's not a revelation. They're really, (laughs) really good. Um, In terms of Purdue, Purdue's a very good team. Can UCLA with Johnny Jazang get back to the Final Four and make something happen? Maybe. Don Zaga, (laughs) maybe. But in terms of dark horses, dark horse to win it? I don't have a dark horse right now that can win it. I think Texas, with a new coach and Chris Beard, a bunch of transfers. It's going to take them time to assimilate everybody into this harmonious, you know, five-man unit on the court. But by March, I don't want to be playing Texas. They're really, really good. But I have my money at 10 to ones on Michigan. Can you lie to me real quick and tell me Hubert Davis and the Tar Heels are going to win in his first year as head coach? <laughs> No shot. Oh, <laughs> can't even lie about it. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. Yeah, I'm being honest. And, and I think he's going to be a good coach. I do. I think he's. it's time to move on from Roy. 
get some new blood and some new energy, and he's a Carolina guy. I just don't think they're – and maybe I'll be proven wrong because I've already got people firing at me on Twitter about Purdue and about this one and about that one. But I truly believe the best team in the ACC is Duke, and it's not close, and I think they <laughs> want to send Coach K out a winner. We hate to hear that, but I hear what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a huge John Shire guy, so I got a root for him. <laughs> oh, Local no. guy. <laughs> All right, Kev. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to a couple guys on a Wednesday night. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, anytime. You got my number, so you know, anytime you want to chat sports, I'm always up for it. Um, you guys have it. It's on you now, so I don't throw it out lightly. All, All right. right, James, Pat, Matt, and Brady. It's been an honor being on with you. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you Thanks, very much, Cap. Cap. Thank you so much. Talk to you, you soon. You got to tune in in the morning. We will. Yes, Absolutely. Every morning. If I post stories in my back pocket, I would tell that story to every single person I met. That was wild. Yeah. Kevin Garnett held his baby. Yeah. And he said that he was going to turn out to be a fucking Hall of Famer, and he did. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> What a guy. I'm like lost for words. And then Venus Williams. Like uh, perfect timing with that. Usher. With that Richard comment about like that Will Smith movie that comes out this weekend. Yeah, no doubt. That is insane. And we were just talking about anything is possible. Exactly. And then it just turned out that Kevin Garnett and Kaplan are best friends. The okay. Si- the so signs. The signs. Time travel is real. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is actually like unbelievable. That story he had about going on the Oprah show. Yeah. And all of those people that ended up actually being successful child prodigies. Yeah, so not only is he a basketball scout, he's obviously a talent scout as well. For for the listeners, obviously no one could see our faces during that story. It was all kind of just like our jaws were kind of dropping. Just go back to previous episodes and time the time in between me talking, stopping, and then talking again. That was the longest ever. <laughs> <laughs> And we are back with that awesome interview from Dave Kaplan. Got to give him another shout out. Wow, that was great. Um, and then we can talk a little bit about baseball here today. Um, let me know your guys' thoughts. Dallas <laughs> Keuchel, another gold glove for him. Yeah, dude. Uh, you make a couple ground ball plays and uh, you get one pitcher who doesn't have the yips throwing from home. And then also, you know what? A little plot twist. Throw it over to first. He can do that. But this is why we already talked about the gold glove and the problem with it in general. You should have to pitch well. You should have <laughs> like a gold wild glove. stat. He is the only pitcher in baseball with more than or only starting pitcher in baseball with more than 50 innings pitched, super low bar with more earned runs than strikeouts. Oh, gold glover. Dude, I, and I a guess killer beard. Killer beard. I guess the gold glove does come into play once the bat has made contact with the ball, you know? So maybe the uh, the contact rate really gets his odds up because people do, you know, hit him. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they hit him up the middle and he makes a snag. But you're never going to see Scherzer win a gold glove because nobody hits him. Right. But it's even with like, the Kyle Hendricks thing, they call him a contact pitcher, but it they're not he's not getting shelled. He did this year. Yeah. But in his in his years where he was dominant Kyle Hendricks, they still called him a contact pitcher, but he wasn't getting shelled. Yeah. So So there's a difference between a contact pitcher and batters. Right. What I don't know, whatever. No, I get it. There's a difference <laughs> between being a 
pitcher who pitches for contact and being somebody who's just bad at pitching. Right. Uh, but apparently they give out around 10 gold gloves per AL NL. So the a kind, year. Well, yeah. So maybe it's he kind of just position. got, he kind of just got like a, it's all right. per position, but it feels like if you yeah. don't have a gold glove, you really shouldn't even be out in the field. Yeah. Because they <laughs> hand these out. The Cardinals had about five. Does Terrence Gore <laughs> have one? No. He, he might. He might. He, he might. might. He, he might. might. He, he might. might, dude. He might. Because if he makes one snag anywhere on the field, he gets that gold glove. I don't even know what the qualifications are. But, I mean, Marcus Simeon won, and uh, he's pretty good at catching and throwing. Uh, but enough baseball. It's not he even was that Well, no, I, I got to talk about something. Through advanced metrics, okay. Marcus Simeon was one of the worst defensive second basemen. Well, he won a gold glove. But it takes away from Nolan Arenado, which sucks. But um, it sucks that if you when you get down to the bare knuckle of this season for the White Sox, like that's their only accolade. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, Hendricks. I mean, we yeah. were division champions, but Hendricks was okay. reliever of the year. I mean, that was no surprise. He was. Yeah, I mean, he's untouchable. But fuck it, it's NBA and NFL season. Yeah, that's, I was. That wasn't meant to be a bash. I'm just saying it sucks. No, like, I mean, we we bash ourselves just because you know we thought we were going to be making a run in October, Socktober, and we didn't. Yeah. Um, but we got to talk about the funniest thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? Because I'm a joker? <laughs> I don't even know what you're going to say. <laughs> Jokic. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jokic God. and Morris. So, first off, a lot of business decisions being made on the Heat side. Yeah. I, it was posted onto the Washed Up Instagram that, that exact quote. A lot of business decisions being made. Because Joker's one scary-ass dude. And... He's the least scary of his brothers. Exactly. His brothers. Do you guys notice like the videos that they show from his brothers yelling at the Nuggets game? Yeah. His, I'm pretty sure his brothers got the tattoo of a tiger on the back of his neck. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know yeah. what's scarier than an eye drop tattoo? A tattoo that goes all the way up into where your hair goes. Yeah. And someone screaming at your face. Yeah, I know exactly what those You know, like mean. those guys probably train for fights. They're not even fighters. They probably do it for fun. They probably <laughs> train in like a meat warehouse and they probably just hit like a dead cow as hard as they can. Did you see that in a movie somewhere? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to name it. The thing about it is like, I'm not trying to compare, compare anywhere in the world to be worse or better than anywhere else. I know Jimmy mm. Butler had it hard growing up too. Right. But that Eastern European factor is just fucking different. They're yeah. bigger than him. Yeah. He's 6'10", 6'11". Yeah. It's just different, man. All right, bro. I can you tell, tell you, tell you gotta tell a it. story firsthand about how crazy Eastern Europeans are. So half of my college water polo team was from Serbia. My sophomore year going into my junior year, right after school ends, we're going on a training trip to Greece and Serbia. Sick. I'm so hyped. We land in Serbia and I'm like, this place has a lot of concrete. <laughs> but we get there. One, just like a lot of just dudes who look angry just sitting there. Mm -hmm. And we go to practice with uh, Red Star, which is like the second best club in all of Serbia. And we meet this incoming freshman on our team. His name is Marko Dragojevic. No, it isn't. It sounds like <laughs> it sounds like Drago. Yeah. And he is a fucking hoss of a human being. Marco is like six five or six six, two fifty, all muscle. 
He's he, a Hemsworth. Pretty much. Yeah. And he could throw a water polo ball a fucking million miles an hour. And he comes in to the pool with a cast like all the way around his elbow. And our coach is freaking out like, what happened? And he goes, oh, long story. And our coach was like clearly freaking out. He's like, well, I got fucking time. <laughs> and he was like, well, me me and uh, two friends were on holiday and these junkie bombs come and uh, they jump us and one swing baseball bat at me. I block with my arm and then take the bat and beat him unconscious and <laughs> take my friend after he got stabbed in the shoulder. Oh my. And we're like, what the fuck did this kid just say? And he literally broke his radius and his ulna taking a metal bat. And Those then, are in the forearm. Well, right here. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> They're fucking broken. And use that broken arm to turn around, take the bat away with a broken fucking arm and beat the shit out of some other guy after his friend got fucking stabbed. Yeah. And then after that, like we're like, he takes us out and we go to this place on the Danube river in Belgrade. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, this is my dad's club. And it was like a <laughs> nightclub. And it was, it was just like the most surreal thing ever. And the bouncers there looked exactly like the Jokic brothers. Yeah, but he's telling the story so nonchalant. He just broke two fucking bones in his arm. And he goes, yeah, I just beat him up after that. It's probably it not was, the first time he's ever done that. You don't no fuck with Eastern Europe. It's the moral of the fucking story. But, so Jimmy Butler and Markeith Morris need to take it easy. They don't need to say sorry. They don't need to be little bitches about it. But they need to know that, hey, you don't want to meet these guys outside the locker room. No. Just in my honest opinion. Okay, They cool. could probably take on the two of them. Plus Jimmy Butler. I know Jimmy Butler's crazy. These motherfuckers are definitely crazy. Who's the oh, they can just fight on YouTube. Mike Malone, is that his name? Yeah. So if you're Mike Malone, are you looking at these two behemoths going, you guys got to relax, and they're looking at him, yeah, we don't fucking care what you have to say. Yeah. That's our brother. No, yeah. I think if you're, That's if, my you're brother. if you're him, you're just glad that Jokic is on your team and yeah. that Jokic is very good and that you give him playing time. Well, Jokic yes. is almost like also helps that he's the reigning MVP, right? <laughs> but and also, Jokic is like the little brother where you're on the playground and kids are picking on him. He's like, "I'm gonna go get my brothers," and the boys are like, "Okay, yeah, go get them." And then the Jokic brothers show up, and they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry." But Nikola isn't like that uh, little pudgy guy that you think he is either. No. So you got three Jokic brothers versus anybody in the world other than the Paul brothers, of course. Yeah. Also, I'll take the him. video. Jokic doesn't get like a rushing bull head start. Yeah, he no. has a two step. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a one and a half. And he's running. Body. <laughs> it was a it was a movement for No, I'm saying that's oh, how that's slowly running. Also, Mark, Marcus Fuck. Morris, for the record. Marquee. How can you be Marquee. oh whatever, it's his twin's name. Oh, <laughs> also kind of proves my point in a meta way, but how the fuck can you be built different when there's two of you? <laughs> True. If you guys could have seen the look in Brez's eyes when he just said that. Wow. You're literally built the exact same as another human being. And also, like, yeah, you're like, this is war, whatever. Yeah, fucking street beefs in the United States. These motherfuckers got bombed when they were kids. They've experienced real war. I wouldn't fuck with them. I'd love to see the fucking heat against the bad boy Pistons and then see what they had to say. Do you guys know what I think makes the Jokic brothers so scary? 
their Twitter account, there's no profile picture. Oh, it's just like a blank avatar. And, like, <laughs> and they sign all their tweets. Oh, brothers. I can, I'm sorry. Fuck. I, this they one, operate I can, as one. Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. That, that yeah. makes them twice. That as was scary. November 29th. I cannot wait for the heat nuggets. Dude, we might need to go fly out. Bushy yeah, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not trying to be there. No, I'm trying to get the row behind him. Oh, yeah. We Cliff, Cliff is going to have a Jokic tattoo on his back. I'm oh, with I, you guys. Dude, I'm I, with you guys. If those guys would give me like... <laughs> Cliff's going to be like, yep, the, I'm with you like guys. the old arm around the neck and just be like, my brother! <laughs> I would just officially say I made it. You got to <laughs> yeah. do that to them when they're really distracted. <laughs> so they're like, These they don't even brothers. know what to do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Go up to him, give him the forearm, like the yeah. Roman arm yeah. thing, and go, ciao, brate. <laughs> they probably look at us, no, yeah, no, no. no. Okay, either, yeah. either that or I'm getting kissed right on the lips. There's no in between. Or a quick way to uh, get punched out real quick. Go up to him and just go, Lape kudats. Nope. Nope, not going to nope. do that. Yep, rule that out. Yep, yeah. not doing that. All right, and back to the NBA. Um, I hate to say this. But I'm gonna take it away from Aaron Rodgers, so we're gonna we're gonna check that off the box. Take away the "I own you" slogan. Okay. We're gonna take it from Aaron Rodgers. We're gonna put it on Joel Embiid. I know it's against the Bulls, but at least Aaron Rodgers doesn't have it anymore. Right? He's eight zero and has double double every single fucking game against the Bulls. Yeah, it's 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 big bad. He, but eventually, we're gonna have to win. Yeah, it'll happen. I just hope we don't get matched up with them in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, that would be bad. Oh, it sounds like you're scared of anybody ever. Fake <laughs> Bulls fan. <laughs> no, I I do agree with I'm what kidding. Cap was saying, <laughs> but like Vooch is a tremendous like all around game center. Mm-hmm. Not the best defender. Like you can't no, expect yeah. him to hold Joel Embiid in check. But also, if he can, so. Vooch plays a little like Vooch's game. I would feel Joel's trying to do that based on he wants to spread his game further away from the paint, but can still obviously dominate the paint. Yeah. If they can just, you know, kind of put up the same numbers for one game, we win. Yeah. Because our backcourt way better than their backcourt. Yeah. And this is going against myself Thing because is their, their backcourt. Oh, sorry. No, God. Their backcourt defense is arguably the best in the league. Yeah. I mean, you have Matisse Thibel, who is like first team all defense, Furkan Korkmaz, who actually is the Bulls' dad. Right. But because he, I think he shot seven threes in each of the games. I think it was 11 for 14. I got two things to say to you. Do either of those two people play for the Bulls? No. Okay, then who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> but my second part of this was I'm not worried because. Um, I even understood this, so I'm making fun of myself here about AK. What he's already done, if you don't think he's going to do something after this Patrick Williams injury, I know now in my head that if he doesn't do it, he knows that we need to wait, get, have Patrick right. Williams be healthy to yeah. be good. But if he can, if he sees something, he's going to go get it. He's done it time and time and again. And I'm finally believing, so maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe I should still stop believing. No, 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 no. You stay wherever you've been. Yeah, you stay. You, you're good. You, you. You do. Uh, you know what? what? You fuck do. yeah. Fuck what I just said. This team is good, and they're not good because they were bad. They're good because they're really fucking good, and we mentioned that. So I'm just gonna. You know what? I can't even ruin this. I can't even jinx it. You know what? We're across the room, but fucking knock this. Knock dude. this, man. Exactly. Um, all right. It, we're doing a quick NBA, even quicker than MLB, pretty much, so we can talk about some football and get to our picks. Yeah. 
what else in the NBA? Um, Warriors are really fucking good, and we should be scared. Mm, we won't see them until. Does anybody in the Warriors play for the Bulls? No, I'm Did, just I'm just stating facts. No wise I mean, or clay. I'm also stating facts. You know, <laughs> fair. Thanks. Agree to disagree. Sixty <laughs> percent of the time, it works. Every time, hundred percent of the time. Oh, Amanda Quigley. Oh yeah, there we are. Courtney the Vander Vandersloot. Courtney Vandersloot and Quigley are in attendance at the Chicago Bulls Dallas Mavericks game. If that doesn't guarantee kiss w, cam. All right, NFL. So, do we want to talk about week nine? Uh, fucking crazy. I mean, that's what I could label it as. It, it, Underdog. I, I, yeah. I'm, guys, I think I'm addicted now to betting the Giants because I think five weeks in a row the Giants have won me money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I took their money line with the Falcons' money line, with the Panthers' money line, and the Vikings' money line, and it looked great for a little while. I are wish, the Patriots good? Yeah, they yeah. Are. I they, wish yeah. I Mac had Jones a team. doesn't throw beyond the line of scrimmage, but that's okay. That's all they need to do, and the de- their defense is good too. James, you wish you had what? I wish I had a team that has won me money multiple weeks in a row. But oh. I lost. I lost so much money too, so it doesn't matter. Okay, that's perfect. I'm very happy about that. What's that line from the movie? We don't talk about our losses. Um, I don't know, but if it's not in the movie, I'll definitely write it into one. All right, cool. It's um, definitely in a movie. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. Uh, before we get to um, who wrote the uh, new segment alert? Me. All right. Um, I want to do every week or maybe every two weeks because, you know, stock buying is a long-term game. Right. Or we can do some swing trades. Uh, like who we're buying and selling stock of in, right. uh, in the NFL. Right. And I am selling the Titan stock right now because it's so high. I do think they are still going to be good. I think they get bounced first round of the playoff, but their stock is at an all-time high right now. Mm-hmm. After it just went down, everyone bought the dip, and now they're just going to keep buying it. But I'm going to sell now. I'm okay. going to short now, and then I'm going to buy stock in the Chargers because I just think they've underperformed and they're too talented to be a five and three team. I love Brandon Staley too. Yeah, but the Chargers have—they've underperformed maybe one and a half games. Right. They went into their buy as somebody to watch out for. Yeah. And then they just suddenly went under the radar. Like them being even with the Eagles was the most insulting thing. And that was the most lock I've had in a long time. But also, you know, it could have not been a lock because the Eagles kept it close for a while. So lock schmock, you know what I mean? But I'm going to buy the Chiefs after this week. Because I think against the Raiders, they always have some little mishap. Yeah. So you think Raiders pull it out on Sunday night? I don't know if they do, but I don't want to buy the stock in the Chiefs right now. Yeah, I I, I had time to buy. I don't think... No, you buy when the confidence is the lowest. I know, but he doesn't think they're going to win this week, so he's going to buy even lower next week. Right. Uh, Yeah, you are right. I mean, they really have had some bad luck against the Raiders the last, like, three years, I think. Yeah, so I'm just riding... Hi. Oh, sorry. You guys are watching something while we're doing something. Well, else? we were just talking about oh, yeah, how yeah, like no Nikola Vucevic isn't the greatest defender, and he just got hit fucking dunked on, like in the <laughs> fucking first words <laughs> written about getting dunked on. It was written right there. <laughs> Luka Doncic went around the world for an alley alley oop assist. A holly hoop. Who are you buying, James? Who am I buying right now? I'm I'm kind of buying the Browns. I think I already owned a lot. Of the Browns, <laughs> yeah, so no, they, they, they've suckered me in now. No, so. I know. I think I'm. I think I'm buying the Colts 
right now. Carson Wentz just decided to start taking it to supernova, or is the Jets' defense just that bad? No, I it's think— It's a get-right team, man. The, the, the Jets are a get-right team. J, JT is the just Bengals. tearing it yeah, up. Yeah, other for the three wins that they have. Bengals are frauds. Oh, yeah, I mean, fucking— yeah. They have three wins— I'm pretty sure they have. They have two for sure. Who, the Colts? No, No, the the Jets. Jets. I think they only have two. They have two. Uh, Maybe. All right, maybe it just feels like three. They're winning. They have a winning record. Well, since he's finally coming back down to earth. Yeah. Um, I'm buying the Colts. I think I'm going to sell. I don't even know if there's much to sell here but the Steelers. Yeah, dude, I was going to say the same thing. We've lost so much confidence in the Bears that if they keep it close against them, they suck. But The Steelers' defense is legitimately good. Ben Roethlisberger can't throw the ball anymore. Agreed. I feel bad seeing that, too. I'm like, you know, got to respect Big Ben. That deep shot that he took (laughs) to was supposed to go to Deontay Johnson, and he was like 14 yards short. James Washington, who was the under receiver in like a double post route, mm-hmm. had to sprint backwards to catch the ball. He was so Deontay good. Deontay Johnson State. was like literally a quarter of the field yeah. further down yeah. the thing. It, it's sad. He took a literal crow hop to throw that ball, too. It was like what you were saying about Cam Newton last year. Yeah. When he was like doing those crazy windups to underthrow everybody. To throw 10 yards. It was the unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like Cam Newton, every time he was winding up, was going out of the stadium, and then it was 15 yards straight into the ground. Yeah. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger will not be playing with them in three games. Yeah, I, I was kind of hoping. Um, so I'm back in the daily fantasy on DraftKings, like mm-hmm. way too back in. Um, and I was kind of thinking that somehow, some way, one of our D-lines would land on Big Ben mm-hmm. and bring in their backup um, but that didn't happen. So. That's actually not a bad call, though. Yeah, I know. I like that. Um, and it was just because the last DraftKings was, um, what's his face? Dave, uh, Mike White yeah. went down, and then Josh Jackson threw for like a billion yards and 46 <laughs> touchdowns. Whoever took him won, yeah. yeah. That's oh, fucking that awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm going to wait a week on the Chiefs stock because right. I think – Buy a short-term put to fund your outright position. I know all of the words about stocks, so thank you for the hedge fund. Kind. <laughs> <laughs> really. um, but while we're on the topic of the Chiefs, I think I I know the problem, and it might be an obvious problem, but I made it make sense in my head, and I don't have an immediate solution. Do you I do. Hear what it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay, thank you. Wait, we're, you we're just said in. that you didn't have an immediate solution. Do you want to hear what it is? The problem. Do you want to hear what it is? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you guys remember when, you know, Devin Hester of the Chicago Bears was very, very good at returning punts and kickoffs? Yes, yeah. I do. And our coaching staff thought, you know what? He's fast. He can catch. Let's put him as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs do that with Mikkel Hardman, Brandon Pringle. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's the third? Demarcus who's, Robinson. Then that guy. They Those have three are Devin all, Hesters. Though they have three Devin Hesters. They have guys who caught and ran without a quarterback throwing what they've caught. Do you want your solution to that? Yeah. You know how I told you I never know when to fold them? Yeah. I'm going to fall into the trap again. Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. on the Chiefs. Oh, 
I he's th- gonna figure it out this time. I think <laughs> he sucks. I hope he goes to the Packers <laughs> so I can just him. hate him even more. Yeah, but <laughs> it makes sense because that the, against the Giants, Pat Mahomes threw a ball and it hit Pringle right in the helmet. Yeah, that ball didn't have enough arc on it for Pringle Signs. to catch. Giants, Beckham, helmet, Odell threw it off the ground onto his face. Odell Beckham goes to Kansas City. They win it all. Gordon Beckham, Spice Girls. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Aaron Rodgers got with some girls' friends. I'm so confused. Odell to the Packers. No. <laughs> the, the uh, yeah, was, uh, beat the Packers <laughs> yeah. to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the or Packers wait, are they in different divisions? Offering no, they're not. The minimum contract was such a slap in the face because they actually do have money to give him. Yeah, but they're like, it could be spent better elsewhere. But hey, if you really want to come here, I guess. Agreed. Hey, seven times a charm. What do you think, any? Front off, like this is when the front offices feel like they have an average Joe in the office because Odell gets cut. Everybody remembers the catch he had. And from then it seemed like a slow decline. But then when you look at it in retrospect, it was a pretty steep decline. Very, very, I mean, very steep. When he went to the he Browns. He hasn't been good in four years. Right. And so an average Joe in the front office is probably like, hey, he's done okay a couple times. We're already pretty good. Like for the Packers, for instance, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams want out. The locker room is already a little bit tainted. Bring somebody in who spray paints locker rooms with taint. <laughs> no, bring him in like the last. <laughs> who gets week. literally pooped on by prostitutes. Yeah, Jesus Cleveland Steamer. Criminy. Um, sorry, we went the poop route again. It's been a while since we had a shit. Would you rather? I'm just. Oh wait, saying. I got one. I got a. All I right. got a shit. Would you rather for so. a little late time? Would you rather? Would you rather poop your pants at home every day for a year or, or uh, for the rest of time? Would you rather poop your pants at home every day or poop your pants once out of the whole year? You have no idea when or where. No idea when or where. No idea I don't when right? or where. Yeah. I, I don't do my laundry right now anyways. So having to do shit laundry, like get your oh, shit yeah. out of your fucking underwear yeah. too. Yeah. Man, no I'm going, way. Dude, imagine though, like on your wedding day, you just shit your pants Hopefully right you're not wearing a white suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's going to be when the roles reverse and I'm wearing white. Is this the deal breaker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into some spreads and some picks, baby. Yeah. Yeah, 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 All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Thursday night football. The Baltimore Ravens versus the Miami Dolphins. I don't have a pick. I love Ravens minus seven and a half. All right. Yeah. I love Ravens minus seven and a half as well. My pick, same game teaser. That's it. And then what is it? The <laughs> Ravens minus half a point over 40. All right. I like that. Uh, then we got Jacksonville, Indianapolis. <laughs> I don't have a pick for this I game think, either. I think Indianapolis's offense is rolling right now. I think they cover the minus 10 and a half. I just can't. I, you guys know me. You know I f- fucking yeah. flourish off of acting like I know what I'm talking about. Right. These first two games that I've read, I can't even make anything up. 
Right. I think I think that's what I think the Colts their offense has just been ridiculous. Give me the Jags plus ten. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Your funeral, Cleveland buddy. Patriots. Patriots minus three. Is everybody still banged up for Cleveland? Yeah, I think I Cleveland. I what's Cleveland's on. money Nick line? Nick Chubb is out. They only have one healthy running back. I've won a is it lot Dearness? of money. Mm-hmm. It's Dearness. Oh, Browns money line. I think well, that's. I think Cliff. I'm Nick with you on that. Browns and money Kareem line. Hunt aren't playing because Bill Belichick's going to try and find the guy to take away, and he's not going to be able to find one. Browns money line. Uh, Atlanta Falcons. Dallas. Dallas minus nine and a half. I think is a slap in the face. I think Dallas had a fluke last week. I think Dallas wins this one big. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo. Falcons have been low key sneaky. They've won three of their last four. Yeah, but this is this is Dallas. Dallas, yeah, Dallas is going to come back. Uh, Buffalo versus the New York Jets. You guys know how I feel about double digit spreads. I'll be taking the Jets plus thirteen and a half. Ooh, okay. everyone's going to take. Everyone's going to be like bounce back game for Bills, bounce back game for Bills, and everybody knows what happens to the public. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans versus Tennessee. Tennessee minus two and a half. I love the under in this game. I no Kamara's questionable too. I think Saints. Questionable doesn't mean shit. Tampa Bay is playing against Washington, a little wild card rematch from last year. I think Tampa Bay beats the fuck out of these guys. Oh, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Washington, the football team has been a huge disappointment. Uh, Detroit at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh minus 10. I don't know how far you guys have the Bears from the Lions, but I don't have them too far from each other, so I like the Lions plus the points. So do I. Um... I don't like the Lions plus the points. I'm hammering the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going, yeah, I'm going Steelers too. I mean, um, they just, just got shit pumped by a much worse team. They lost to the Eagles. Like, what was it, 38-3? to T.J. Watt's going to have, like, I, three sacks. I hate teams that have nothing to lose. I will. Ne- I don't care how much money I lose against them. I will never bet against them because the time you do, you're like, oh, wow, I should have remembered that. But next game, we have Minnesota playing against the L.A. Chargers. I just told you I'm buying stock in the Chargers. This might be the only fucking game I play this weekend, and I might put it all on the Chargers. Also, because I hate the Vikings. Yep. Um, Arizona is playing Carolina. Arizona minus 10.5. Carolina, tough loss last week. Arizona looks hot. I think Carolina covers. I don't know. Kyler's like probably game. not playing again. I don't Wait, like this really? game. Yeah. I, I, I was going to think maybe Panthers plus the 10 anyway, but yeah. Uh, Seattle going into Green Bay. Green Bay only minus five. Russell Wilson's back. Does he play that much of a factor? I got three and a half right now if Packers favored it. Uh, well, one book is five, one is three and a half. So, yeah, we'll go with three. Sorry. Um, I still like the Packers. The Seattle can't do shit without Russell. He's back. I think he's playing. I'm hammering the Seahawks now because there is like a 60% chance Rodgers doesn't play. Oh, he's not going to play. There's no shot he plays. Oh, well, then I'm... T- if he doesn't play, I'm taking Seattle. Yeah, me too. Um, you changed my mind. Philadelphia versus Denver. Eagles money yeah, line. I like that fly, as well. Fly, Eagles, fly. I think they both it's stink. A, it's free money. I think I'm, they both stink. I think uh, Philadelphia has more athletes, and that'll make the... I don't. Make or break the game. Eagles. Give me the Broncos. Fine, take them. And then we have Kansas City at Las Vegas. Kansas City minus three seems low. Raiders. Okay. I like Kansas City. I like Raiders. Mun. Deshaun Jackson's going to look great in the black and silver. Football. We have the LA Rams at San Francisco. I don't believe in traps. 
Uh, I like the Rams. <laughs> I like, yeah, the, Rams. like the Rams. Rams well. alternate spread 28 and a half. Okay. Uh, my parlay is ready to go. go I it. will be taking uh, Dallas minus nine and a half. Uh, the Jets plus 13 and a half. And the Chargers minus three. Love okay. it. I'm going to go Ravens minus seven and a half. Yep. Colts minus 10 and a half. Oof. Steelers money line and then Falcons plus eight and a half. You had me at uh, the first two and then lost me on the second two. Steelers money line. Terrible. Falcons terrible. Wait, who are the Falcons playing? Uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, terrible. Um, sorry. It's cool. All right. <laughs> I'll be laughing when I win. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, me, Ravens minus seven and a half. Cowboys minus nine and a half. Eagles money line. Browns money line. I'm going with like yeah. Browns money line, uh, Steelers minus eight, and the Chargers minus three. The other thing that I'm for sure betting, because these teams always go to overtime, is overtime in the Chargers-Vikings game. I could definitely Both see Both of that. them have gone to overtime three times already. Dude, Maybe. put a little parlay of... Tied. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, will it go to overtime? Yes. And then the Chargers minus three. That'll probably pay out fucking huge. Or, or now hear me out, tie at half, <laughs> tie at the end of the game. And, and Chargers, Chargers minus, minus three. three. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, so do I. I fucking love it. That's how we're going to leave it. <laughs>
got it good, good, get it, got it, good, get it, got it, good, good, get it, got it. Good.